Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Chris from Elite Bodies Personal Training in Athens, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you doing today, sir? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. You know, I'm very excited to have you on the show today to learn more about what you have going on at your facility. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first opened your gym 15 years ago, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Well, my vision was to, uh, well, it's always been to, to teach people the basics of how to get started with a, with a workout routine. Okay. Because, for, because for me, getting into it, uh, I didn't know what to do. Right. So, you know, uh, a lot of, a lot of gyms, a lot of studios, they can be very masculine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as a guy, you know, bench pressing, you know, 500 pounds was, I thought that was, that was it. If I, if I could bench press 345 (laughs) pounds, I could be a great trainer. But then (laughs) literally I know it takes a whole lot more than that. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of guys, a lot of women, they get into, well, they want to start working out. They have no idea what to do. Mm-hmm. And so my, my goal, uh, I just wanted to teach people the basics. Okay. So mainly just teach people like the fundamentals of actually how to lift, not just go under the bench press, bench 500 pounds or squat 300 and possibly there, hurt there, themselves. There you go. Because form is everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, if, if your form is bad and that can lead to a lot of, bad stuff all right particularly injuries and whatnot long term as well yeah right and then, and then that that can just cause people just to give up on exercise like well i'm done with this that hurts mm-hmm. I so agree. That, was my, that was my goal this is just to teach people the basics okay cool so with that being said why don't you give the listeners your elevator pitch so what kind of services you provide do you offer any kind of nutrition um, and how many members do you have uh i have it's it's a very transient business, so people come and go. Um, right at this moment, I would say I got twenty clients. Um, I do offer. I did team up with a nutritionist, uh, a, a nutritionist recently, but that that's only been in like the last year. Uh-huh. Uh, but a lot of people come to me. They're late in their life. They're I don't know. They're mid age, or fifty to seventy. That demographic. And, you know, they're professionals, they're doctors, they're judges, they're professors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they want to get active and they want to get active. They don't know the best way to get active at the present stage of their life. Yeah. Right. And so they come see me and I, and I help them uh, with just finding what they can do best where they are now. Okay. Right. So as you age, of course, you get arthritis you uh, there's a lot of people who sit at a desk all day they become stiff they have back problems knee problems problems every kind of problem out there there you go there you go and so they just can't they just can't open up beach body fitness on an app and start jumping around and and doing all that crazy stuff they they Mm -hmm. need something a little bit more that's that's fitted for them Mm -hmm. all right and so i i try to find the best way or the best uh regimen we can start with the, the present, uh, your, your present level of fitness right at that time. Okay. Yeah. It actually sounds like, you know, what you offer for, for like your, you know, like your services, it fits perfectly for the age group that you serve because, you know, older people, 50 to 70, they don't necessarily want to go in the gym and just go into the bar and push immense amount of pounds. They just want to, you know, be pain free and, and live their life happily, you know, cause a lot of them, you know, they are judges, they are, you know, teachers. So they do sit quite a bit. So, I mean, yeah. I like that about your services there, Chris. Um, so you mentioned they have 20 members right now. Is that somewhere where you want to stop at or hit the gas a little bit and, and get more members in your facility? Well, I've been, um, I've been kind of flirting with like a group training thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hadn't quite found the best way to actually start it, okay. but that, that's something I would like to get into next. Okay. But then but, but then I feel like, uh, you know, that, that may take away from what I do best, and that's helping people individually. Okay. 
with group training, it's like school. You know what I'm saying? If if you're a teacher and you got 30 kids, and you know you may not be able to teach them. You know, you may overlook. Yeah. You, you may be overloaded. So, mm-hmm. that being said, that's where I would like to go to next. Okay, so you're flirting with the uh, group training idea. That's awesome. So, in terms of you know getting people into your facility, how do you normally do that? Uh, word is word of mouth has been my best advertisement. Okay, so word of mouth. Um, that I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's been that's been priceless, um, and and I found that advertising in what I do it's 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 almost a, I'm gonna say it's a waste, but it's 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 really dicey. Okay. Because okay. I mean you're you're it can it can get expensive it can be pricey and just to, just just to just to make people understand how much of an investment it is into to your own self. Mm-hmm. That for me, it seems like it's it that message comes better uh, across from somebody that they may know. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Not not some I've tried ads in the paper and a magazine and all this kind of stuff, and just just word of mouth just seems best for you know my particular uh, line of business. Okay, so like mainly through word of mouth, and like obviously your your main demographic is the older generation, so. Do you also utilize like Facebook or Instagram? Obviously, older people are on Facebook. So, do you utilize that platform or no? No, uh, I have, but I'm as you can. I'm not much of a computer person at all. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I've used. I've had a Facebook page. I think that's how one found me. I think that's his name. Juan, yeah. Juan, yeah. So he found my old Facebook page that I hadn't touched in about eighteen years. Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, there's also like third party sites like Thumbtack. Okay. Have you ever heard of Thumbtack? Okay, yeah. Uh, that's that's been very good as well. Okay. It, it it took me a while to figure out that you know you know a lot of people on Thumbtack you know they they want they want a lot for a lot for less, mm-hmm. and okay. so you know I had to find ways to sweeten the pot. But once I figured out Thumbtack, that's 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 been just as that's all, it's, it's been almost as big as word is mouth. Not quite, but Thumbtack has been very well. Uh, also, too, uh, just because of word of mouth, I've teamed up with a chiropractor. Okay. Right. And so not only does he come see me, um, but he also sends some of his patients okay. as well. Yeah. And so we have that kind of relationship. Kind of like Doctor, a cap- yeah, kind of like a collaboration there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dr. Michael Huppert, by the way, okay. he, he's also an Athens. So yeah, we've collaborated and that's, that's been great as well. Okay. And then, you know, I, I've done some, you know, I've done some guerrilla advertising. I pass out flyers, pass out cards, that kind of thing. It's, 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 you know, if, if you're like a, a, a small businessman, just like, you know, me, you have to do all that kind of stuff just to keep going. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in terms of your facility, What's the square footage of it? Uh, it's about 1,500 square feet. Okay, 1,500 square feet. Okay, cool. So let's <laughs> just say like someone, you know, hears about you from like word of mouth uh, and they come to your facility. What does the process look like from them walking in into turning them into a, a new member? From them walking in, uh, typically it starts with a consultation. All okay. right. So like what kind of tangible goals do you have? Like what can we actually achieve, mm-hmm. right? What is it that you're looking to do? Uh, are you active now in any kind of way? What kind of work do you do? Are you married? Do you have kids? You know, mm-hmm. because all that stuff matters, yeah. all right? So we start with a consultation, uh, see what it is they, that they want to do and can I actually help them with that? Yeah, okay. All right? Now, me personally, I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever had a consultation and I've been like, well, I can't help this person. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I guess I've been lucky in, in that sense. Yeah. But if I feel like, well, you know, I'm not the, you know, I'm not, this is not the place for you. My type of training is, it won't fit. Then mm-hmm. I would just tell them it won't fit. But I don't think I've ever had that problem as of yet. Okay. Not- okay. So why do you think that you haven't had like an issue in terms of like converting new people into new members? Um, well, because 
for the most part, what they want to achieve, we that's something we can, that's a tangible thing we can actually work on and 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 they've actually got direct benefits from it. Okay. Okay, cool. So let's just say, you know, someone they decide to become a member of yours, you know, going through the consultation, you ask them the questions. How do you keep them for the long term? Because you've been in this business for 15 years, Chris. Like, how do you keep your clients long term? I try to I try to make each workout different. Okay. Right? Can you like so, walk us through what you mean by that? So uh just I've heard this from a mentor of mine when I got, when I was training to get my, uh, my certification and he mm -hmm. said, no challenge, no change. I don't know if you ever heard that. 100%. Expression. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and so each, each session that I meet with a client, I try to challenge them with at least one or two exercises that I know that not only will challenge their will or their spirit, but will also help them you know if you have bad flexibility in the hips or mm -hmm. if, if you if 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 you really you know you have no upper body strength or if, if, if that shoulder is not it's not coming along the way it's that we anticipated then we we, we got to come up i got to find new ways to 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 get it right mm -hmm. okay so it sounds Oops. like you have a pretty customized approach there chris so um in terms of the training do you also offer like nutrition programs or no? I do. Uh, with me not being a dietitian, I can't write plans. But mm -hmm. when you're trying to, when you're, when you're exercising and you're trying to lose weight, then, you know, a, a lot of the foods that, that you know you're supposed to eat, then you have to eat that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's not just what to eat, but it's when to eat it. Okay. Right. Okay. So I, I do have I do have a list. Uh, I call it my elite 18 list. It's like 18 foods that you should try to build your plate around. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, you know, it's conducive to weight loss and building muscle. Okay. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a it's it's sweet potatoes. It's eggs. It's it's cruciferous greens. It's that also all that healthy stuff, right? Yeah, all the it's stuff that we should things. be eating and we know that we should be eating, but we just right. don't want to because we're human beings and we want to have instant gratification, right? Right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> all right? Also, too, somebody told me that there's two foods you shouldn't eat. What are those? Right? Uh, if they're rotten and if you're allergic to them. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> So with, 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 within that space of eating all this healthy stuff, I mean, you can have, you can have a Danish, you know what I mean? You can yeah. have Oreo cookie, but it's- You can I have some balance there, yeah. Right, yeah, I, I know it's cliche, but it's all in moderation. Okay. Right, you just, you just, you just have to really limit, really restrict, uh, you know, all, all the good stuff we like to eat, because we all, we all eat it to a certain extent. And we do. I mean, we're here. Yeah, absolutely. So. And, and for some, and if we're like, uh, that's another reason why I stay active because I like to eat good food, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Yeah. But if, if if you're, you know, I, I've I've had clients who, you know, they're morbidly obese. But if you're at that point, then it's almost like, well, you've enjoyed, you've went one way too long, and now I'm trying to come back to the center. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like they take they take one route way too far. And right. then, you know, they have to come back to the middle and stay in the middle of the line. Yeah. And so you got, you got to come back and you got, you just got to start eating better. Mm -hmm. All right. Because that, that's, that's a big deal. Now, uh, again, recently I teamed up with a nutritionist and uh, for those people who, you know, want more professional help, mm -hmm. then they can go see her. Yeah. Okay. So for the listeners, like, can you walk us through like how you got that connection with the nutritionist? Because I think the listeners will take a lot of value through that. Oh yeah. Uh, so uh, her, her daughter is a client of mine. Okay. And so word of mouth. Got, yeah. Word, word, word of mouth. Her name is Etta, by the way. And um, her daughter, uh, Tony, she came to me, uh, I want to say maybe six to eight months ago. Okay. And you know, it's, it's not just called personal training for training. You know, it's, you really get personal. You really get to know your clients. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And so I'm, I talked to her like I talked to any other client and found out she was nutritionist. I was like, hey, I could, you know, I, I could, I could use her. I, I could collaborate with her and, you know, give people more of an option. Okay. So in terms of like business side, what does that process look like to have a, you know, like a side nutritionist with your training? Like, do you pay her out a certain way or what does that look like? So uh, I offer it to all new customers because the, uh, okay, let's say you come to me and let's say you want to sign up and you want to buy a package, right? Now with Etta, the initial consultation with her is paid for when you pay for the price of your package, Mm -hmm. right? And depending upon how much help you need with eating, all right, let's say you have, let's say you're diabetic. I mean, that's huge. Right. It'll be whatever uh, whatever she deems necessary to get you on the right track. It's like another thirty dollars per session. Okay. Okay. So it's mainly through like pay per go. There you go. Okay. Awesome. Awesome, Chris. So, Chris, second to last question for you here. It's more about your facility. Like in the fitness and gym world, there are three pillars of business. So one being lead generation and acquisition. So getting people through your door and turning them into paying customers. Second being retention. So keeping them for the long term. So for 15 years plus. The third being ascension. So increasing the overall lifetime value of each client. So, you know, upgrading their programs to a higher program. But out of those three, where do you think you can improve the most on and why? Uh, I would say the first getting people in, I would say that'd be one area where I can improve on. Okay. Why is that? Because I'm not much into social media. Um, I have all these ideas about, uh, reaching out to the community. I mean, I've, I've held a food drive once uh, a long time ago around Thanksgiving. And, but that to me, that seems to be the biggest challenge for okay. me. The, okay. the, the, uh, the retention and the ascension, to me, I think that's easier for me. Okay. Right? Awesome. But the first, the first phase is the toughest because I, I think that's a, that's a weak area for me. Okay. No problem at all. Yeah, I hear that, you know, quite a bit from gym owners. Like one of the hardest things to do in the gym and business, well, gym and business in general, is to constantly have those leads coming in, you know, always generate new business. So, you know, a lot of these listeners here will definitely resonate with that. Uh, last question for you here, Chris. Paint me and the listeners a picture here. What are your short-term and long-term goals with your facility? Uh, in the short term, um, I've invested in certain pieces of equipment, um, like an air bike, just, 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 to, just to have what I need just to get people started. Mm-hmm. All right. Long, long term, again, uh, I, I would like to expand and do more group training. And it, it doesn't take a lot of equipment to do group training. I mean, you could just need space that yeah, you need the space. And that's actually that's actually the toughest part. OK, it's, it's, it's fine in the space. OK, well, Chris, we appreciate for hopping on today. And I think it's a good place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on the Internet? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's again, that's that's only that's only form of social media I'm on. Okay. And I am at Elite Bodies PT. Awesome. Well, Chris, again, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your story. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to, to talk about your gym. Click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords, out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, 
and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We're here with Gavin Denning of GWD Performance coming to you from Marston Mortain over in the United Kingdom. Gavin, how are we today, sir? What's going on? I'm very good, Joe. How are you? I am tremendous. GWD Performance is focused on two things, as I understand it. The semi-private personal training small group model and as of recently the larger group more accessible fitness group training model yeah is that correct yeah that's right um i'm sure a lot of your your listeners uh, will be familiar with small group pt so semi semi private personal okay. training um so when we was at our last facility, we'd done this previously. When we came to our new place, we wanted to create something that was a little bit more accessible, a little bit more affordable. Um, so we've created large group PT. I didn't know, didn't know what else to call it other than large group PT, but it's effectively a larger group version of, of semi-private personal training. Okay. So a little bit more. For some context, um, roughly how many people are in each of these? So we've got 14 in the large group. So one to 14 uh, and one to six in the small group PT. Okay. And we've recently moved from one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one to six is pretty much like personal training Um, for the guys familiar with semi-private. Obviously one to one is one to one, but in my personal opinion, done correctly, programmed correctly, semi-private is better. I think a lot of businesses have shifted that way. And and Alan Cosgrove was kind of a a pioneer of this decade or more ago. Um, And it typically is a win-win for client and business, right? The client gets the camaraderie, the competition, the the energy of a group atmosphere while still having the individual coaching nature. The business Mm -hmm. can collect revenue from six people at once. And we're much more safeguarded against things like cancellations and scheduling yep. errors. Now, the best way for, for us to make this valuable for our listeners, Gavin, is to start with your end goal, the big picture years from now, where you see this business. And, and you and I can work backwards through those ideas and, and some industry best practices to figure out what the best way is for you to get there. Gym owners that listen to this with similar goals, they can they can follow along and they can emulate some of those ideas within their business. And so for you and I, let's think about it this way. Magic genie lamp falls in your lap and, and we can wish this business and this gym to be the gym of your wildest dreams and imagination. First things first, are we still in one location? Are we, how many locations? What's kind of the, let's start there. Well, the, the aim for us was to try and have 10 locations within the next 10 years. Okay. Um, so we've been open 18 months now. We're looking at location two now. Um, so that's very early days, as in we haven't found anywhere yet, but we're now starting to look around, whether that be an acquisition or whether that be into a new building like we're in now um, but we are starting to look at how that could work we've started re-going through all of our SOPs ready for mm. us picking up and moving to another yeah. place so the ball is rolling on that so gee if, if the if the genie uh my <laughs> wish I mean I would be all over the UK and maybe coming over your way and maybe beyond fun. yeah yeah but and so at least as, as we see things now, 10 is, is the target. 10, 10, you know, when you put these business plans together and you think about where you want to be, you've got to come up with a number. Um, and I always, like Mr. Grant Cordone said many yeah. times, 10x. So maybe, yeah. maybe 10, was, 10 was the perfect number. But look, 10 we is want a, to a number that we can work with, at least for our conversation yeah. here. And, and that you're, makes you're for a fun conversation. Yeah, yeah, you're stepping into double figures. Um, and for us, it's about impacting as many lives as possible. We want to yeah. impact as many lives as possible, bringing what we do and what we have here to as many people as possible. Got it. Okay. That makes for a fun conversation. Within each of these, because you have a pretty 
established idea of what we want the location to be. What do you think is, is the ceiling or the target for clients or, or customers within each of those? Um, so we're, we're currently at 220 gym members now. Um, we, we think we can get to about 250 in our current spot. That's gym members. We also have yoga um, as well, which we think we can get up to about 50, 60. So we, we, we think we can get up to about 300 total members roughly here. And we've got 10 facilities, you know, we'll be servicing sure. 3,000 clients. Yes, that's across the, aim, the board. Which will, have a, which will have a huge impact. Okay, so individually, 300 is, is probably a number. It's going to depend on, on metric sizing, of course, but yes, 300 is a, a nice round number that we can work with. And, and anyone familiar with over here in the States, Shark Tank or, or Dragon's Den or whatever variation of the show that you watch knows that this is a service business. Running a gym like this, the, the key challenge is going to be in customer acquisition or, or what it costs in either time or dollars to acquire a new customer for you guys. Is that a metric that you keep your eye on in terms of cost per acquisition or something along those lines? Yeah, we know, we know roughly not so much cost per acquisition because it, it it's changed in recent years with the, the iOS update. I don't know if it affected you guys in the States, but we noticed our cost per lead went up quite a lot. Um, since, since you had to opt in or whatever it was you had to do with Apple. Um, but we know roughly what we spend on ads, we will make five to six times back on average every so, time. And that's front end. Yeah. That's, that's, that's only front before end. Before they so ever get into recurring. Before they sign up as a member, um, that's the front end, what we make back. Obviously, that's not the same every single time. We have had the odd one that doesn't, and we've had one like some ads that perform even better than that. But sure. as a general rule, five times, six times, we'll make back so what we spend. Five to six X. Uh, where are those dollars being invested, Gavin? Is this, is this Facebook? Is this Instagram? Is this Google? Some combination of those? It's for us, mainly Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's where we work with a marketing agency here, FMA. I don't know if you're familiar with them. But very good really really good i've been with them for four years now so these guys are great at getting us leads um so basically they tell us what adverts or what videos to film they help us with the, with the back end side of putting the funnels together we do what they tell us creative wise creative wise uh, that's their job and it works so you know if it ain't broke don't don't fix it I think I want to highlight something that you just mentioned, and it's the use of an agency, but it's a collaborative relationship, not just a one-way yeah. thing. They're requesting content in one form or another. You guys are giving feedback and providing that content, and it's a, it's a back and forth that results. I mean, at the end of the day, the goal is new leads, new interested parties, Take me to the next step here, Gavin. Just getting leads is, is only half the battle. You mentioned five to six ROI, and so I assume that they're signing up for some sort of front-end program. Yes. Walk me through what a typical sales process looks like when we have a lead, what happens to eventually turn them into a customer? So we, we now do something called the one-call close. So consultations for us, at least, we don't do them anymore. They're done. Consultations are done. We, we found that bringing people in for a consultation to potentially sell them, you'd have a lot of people that, that wouldn't turn up uh, and, and you're doing a lot of time wasting. So we've transitioned the way that we make sales now. I'm the salesman pretty much. Uh, one of the other coaches can do it as well, but I'm pretty much the salesman now. And we will um, speak to the guys that we've got a CRM that automatically messages them they can book a call in from there. Some of that is automated, but we call them as soon as possible, the leads. So we call them as soon as possible and then having a conversation with them. If they seem a right fit, I will try to sell them on the phone. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll say to the lead, if I can't sell them on the phone, why don't you pop down and have a look at the gym? But in most cases, they'll either buy or they won't on the phone. If they buy, obviously, 
they're coming into our front front end program, which is a trial program, a uh, paid trial. If they don't, they'll go into our nurture sequences for us to potentially get them down the line. So they'll start to go into email lists where we'll like sort of nurture them over a period yeah. of time. It sounds like a lot of those responsibilities have have found their way to your plate. What is yeah. your, from a, a kind of a high level, what is your perspective on sales? Sales in our industry typically gets kind of this bad rap of, of sleazy techniques or pushy salespeople. Yeah. You guys have changed processes a little bit over the years. How successful has that been for you? Um, the, one, the one call close, uh, what we do now, I believe is a lot better than bringing people in for a consultation because you've got to book out time out of your diary to meet that person for a consultation. You're hoping that they're going to turn up. A lot of the time, anyone in this industry will, will know exactly what I'm talking about. A lot of people don't turn up because they talk themselves out of whatever motivation they may have had when they put their details in for a call. So in my opinion, you are doing them a disservice by not trying to bring them into your program as early as possible. Now, when I say we don't do a consultation, of course, when they come in, we take them for a movement assessment. We assess them before they go into any of our training or programs. And if at that point they're not suitable, then we would refund them. But that very rarely happens. So I personally believe you've got to go into these sales with the mindset. And let's be honest, a lot of us started out just as coaches. I was never a salesman. Uh, I've transitioned from a coach to a salesman because I know if I can sell these people into my program and work with my team, we're going to help change their lives. We're going to help impact their lives, which is going to impact their families. So you need to go into these sales calls with that mindset. You are the coach who wants to help someone rather than the person trying to take money from someone. You're giving them a service. They're going to pay you for that service. And if you help them, which I know most of you guys watching this are obviously watching it because you are in this industry because you want to help people. Correct. Then, then that's what you'll do. That's yeah. what you'll do. And, so sales and charge what you're worth on the charge what you're worth because you deserve to charge what you're worth. Because let's be honest, if people don't invest properly or the saying goes, when, when you pay, you pay attention. That's what I say it to people all the time. When you pay, you pay attention. If you're going to pay for a 24-hour gym, which whilst they're great and they serve a purpose, um, there's not enough skin in the game for people who generally care about the cost of those gyms where they, they might not go for months on end. Our gym is more expensive. You don't really get people not turning up because they're right. paying for, a, for, a, for a, a high level service. And so in terms of measuring the efficacy of this conversion percentage is probably a metric to look at here. Is that something that you guys have your eye on as well? Yeah, yeah, we track conversions, yeah. From, from leads to sales, yes. Total leads to, to total sales. sales. Okay. Total leads to total sales, yeah, we track all of that. Sure. And the last piece of this, I mean, in a model like yours, the, the real battle is won and lost in retention. Gavin, would you agree? 100%. We can, we can sign people up all day long, but it's a, it's a totally different ballgame to keep people. For you guys, how are we measuring that? Is it in, in length of membership? Is it as a percentage of total membership? What makes the most sense for you guys? So we measure two, two main things for us. So front end, obviously, that's our initial cash we're getting in from any ads or any time we're asking for a sale. And then we measure the conversion from the trial to a full member, which is an mm -hmm. important metric for us because we want to know that what we're doing in that first 30-day trial means they want to continue and sign up to our memberships. And we also measure attrition. So we're measuring all of that. And okay. our, the, the magic numbers for us, um, and I've just come back from a conference with the FMA guys, so I'm meeting up with gym owners from all around Europe, a few from the States as well they work with, um, and the, a lot of them follow our model, so trial to full member. Our, our conversion from trial to full member is actually very high, and it's like not normal. But the attrition is obviously, once we're getting these guys onto recurring revenue, because Let's be honest, gyms live and die by recurring revenue, not the front end. It's what we can accumulate 
like on a monthly direct debit or or whatever. Um, the attrition, we try to keep it below below five percent, ideally. Going above five percent is not good, but we're roughly around three and a half, three and a half percent, which is pretty sure. good. Yeah, and and considering at least in the states at least ten percent being industry average, three and a half is is assumed to be amongst the elite on this. And so, Gavin, zoom out on all of this. We've talked about how you guys are are generating leads. We've talked about how we're turning those leads into customers and how we're keeping them. Where do you think that you have the biggest room for improvement moving forward as you guys keep in mind that we're looking to go into a multi-location sort of plan? I would say not just getting all of our leads from Facebook. So we're not even scratching the surface with Google, YouTube, um, direct marketing, right? which is something no one does really anymore. So, you know, be the difference, send, send some actual physical things out to your local neighborhood. Yep. Um, there's loads of ways we can market that we're not doing right now because you want to be yeah. omnipresent. We, we want that omnipresent so people know us, like us, trust us. So when they are ready to do something, we're going to be the place they come to. Yeah. It seems to me that, that that's a logical next step, especially with the uncertainty of social media. Mm. If the only fishing pole that we have is, is the Facebook or the Instagram waters, and like you said at the very beginning of this, the powers that be change whatever algorithm or formulas that we're playing with, it could be really, really costly to us if we don't have plan B, plan C, plan D behind that. And there are people that just aren't on these channels that we could still reach. You mentioned that your goal is to impact as many lives as possible. If somebody's not on Facebook or they're not on Instagram, they're never going to see these ads. They might not right. even know that the business exists, right? So right. having a, a multi-platform approach seems like it'll serve you well. Now, the, the end goal being 10 locations and, and somewhat arbitrary, but it sounds good. Do you have a timeline in your mind, Gavin? Do we have a, a target? You mentioned that number two is, is somewhat in the works already, um, but for, for the, in, the entertainment value of keeping you accountable to this, do we know when... So, so this one, place. yeah, this one was opened in 2021. So I would say by 2031, 32, because the first one obviously is going to, like, well, realistically, we're going to be open two years before another facility comes. And then once you've got your systems in place and you know what you need to do, then it's just a case of, right, can I replicate this? in an area, do your market research, make sure you're going to an area where you think you can make it work. And I think we can make it work anywhere because we're in a, we're in a small village at the minute yeah. and we're making it work. You don't necessarily have to be in a, in a busy town. There's a lot of guys I'm connected with in the UK that are literally in the middle of nowhere that have very uh, busy and thriving small group PT gyms that people are willing to travel to go to. Yep. Yep. So I, I believe it's doable. Yeah. I well, I, I think it's important to keep in mind you you describe it as a small village, but if our target is 300 per location, we don't need a huge crowd. No, no. We don't need a, a no. big city metropolis, and sometimes it's better to avoid the the competition yes. and and far be it removed from the scope of our conversation. That's a rabbit hole that we could go down hours and hours and hours but Gavin that's a, a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up before we do that why don't you tell our listeners where they could learn more about GWD what's the best website what's the best social media so for us uh, website gwdperformance.com um, so you you can check out what we're about on there uh, and then GWD performance on Facebook uh, and Instagram so where we put out a lot of our our um, content uh, we also we also run personal training courses here as well so we teach the next generation of coaches um, so you can check us out on GWD education as well 
Yeah. Fantastic. Strip, simple and straightforward. Gavin, this has been an incredibly enlightening conversation. I, I always appreciate having one where we can dig into the insights of the business owner and, and see what's working well and where we're still looking to improve as things move forward. So I can't thank you enough for your willingness to share here. And it sounds like we'll have to stay in touch because there's a lot of moving parts and, and cards to be played still. So for now, we're, we're a bit shy on time, but I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show today is Pete from Prime Health and Fitness out in Ellesmere Port, UK. Really excited to have you here and to learn more about what you do within your fitness business. Now, off air, we had a conversation about your business and we learned that you are a very heavy group training facility where you also offer some personal training and open gym. Um, so a little bit of everything. So I'm very excited to have you. The, how I see this serving us best today is to kind of make it valuable for our listeners and start with your end goal. And we'll work our way backwards through your ideas and some industry best practices to figure out the most effective way to get there. Um, you know, we have 20,000 people listening to this show and some of them have to have some similar goals to you. So hopefully people can take some ideas, plug them into their businesses and we can be as educational as possible today. So um, let's think of it this way. You have a magic genie lamp sitting in front of you. Um, and you could have anything that you want, the gym of your wildest dreams. First things first, how many locations would you want? Are you happy with your one location or are you thinking that you would like to go bigger than that? Well, uh, that's a big question. I'm, I'd actually be happy with one location. And even though I'm very happy in Ellesmere Port, uh, having a gym at the foot of a mountain would probably be uh, the, the the dream of dreams. Okay. So let's just say like you're okay with one. It sounds like you're happy there. Um, you know, and that's totally fine. Cause I think there's a lot of listeners that resonate with that. Like not all of us want to go and have 20 locations. Um, we can have one and be perfectly content with that. So within your current, you know, location, how many members would be ideal for you? So currently we're probably only looking at about a plus 10 in terms of monthly members. Okay. So, you know, kind of looking at only a plus 10 right now, um, you know, anybody who, um, let, let's kind of actually work our way back. So you have plus 10 members or you're thinking plus 10 members. How do you get your current members in the front door? Like, what did you do to get yourself into a position where like, you must be pretty good right now if you only want to grow by 10? Yeah, so most of our um, memberships are always done from a, a word-of-mouth referral. So uh, we've never really ran an advertising campaign. Uh, and the thing that puts me off about that is 
uh, attracting the wrong type of person that'll change the dynamic of the uh, facility and the setup that we've got going on. And there's no better advertising, in my opinion, than um, a friend referring or a family member referring a, a loved one or someone they care about to, to come down and, and get involved and sample what we offer. Yep. Yeah, no, I mean, we like referrals in this business for a couple of reasons. Like you said, you're you're generating the audience that you want, but also we are um, we don't have to spend money in order to get new clients. And we like free um, generally if we're in this industry. I do think that there is a way though to still advertise while not advertising to the wrong crowd. Um, why do you feel you guys haven't had to advertise at all yet like that's very interesting and I would love to learn you know why you feel that way uh the, I think the membership base and the membership size has always been able to um fund the facility uh that we're that we're in so going back about eight years we were actually in a facility that was about 500 square foot okay. and operating with maybe 15 to 20 members so there was a morning group and an evening group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a converted office, basically. But somehow I managed to squeeze 10 people per session into this little room. And a lot of the guys who are still with me now have got very happy memories of that, that tiny little office. And we outgrew that within about, uh, I think it was just over a year. So it was about 14 months. And we took a, a warehouse or a workshop, it was called, on the same site, which was double the size, and it was, it was more functional for what we were trying to do. It had a higher ceiling, twice the floor space. Um, and then the membership base grew with that new facility. And we lasted in there for about four years. And then where we've moved to now, that was, it wasn't fully custom built. It was uh, custom modified by uh, the landlord of the site. So the original plan was to have an upstairs, but it wasn't quite working out in terms of, the way the floor was laid out so we actually extended the building for us out to the side and we moved in there just over three years ago and again that membership base has started to just grow very gradually word of mouth referrals always been able to uh, afford everything we need basically you know pay all the bills um pay my wages as a as the member of staff and it's just a very very small number really to just push us over over that little limit. Okay. So, you know, you're kind of meeting the needs of the business right now with word of mouth. Um, on average, how many new clients do you guys bring in a month with uh, word of mouth as your primary source of growth? Uh, so we're probably drawing in three and then losing one. There's always the, the odd drop away. So pretty much operates around about the number three in, one out. Okay. So like a real growth of two per month. Um, and that's, you know, pretty steady there. Um, now, my next question to you would be, you know, how many leads do you bring in or how many new inquiries do you get on an average month? You know, if you're getting two or three people in the front door, how many new people are, are reaching out saying, hey, P, I want to try out the gym or, or whatnot? Yeah, so we, we get, there's quite a few inquiries come through the social media platforms, okay. uh, Facebook and Instagram being the two main ones. Um, the website, obviously, people Googling gym near me or gym Ellesmere Port, and we seem to do pretty well for people dropping into the inquiry inbox on the website which is how i received the the gym lords notification um so that's obviously pretty visible uh so i would say possibly it's about eight to ten eight to ten inquiries per month um but then it's obviously getting that person into the door isn't it like you said yeah i mean for industry like industry-wide that's a pretty a pretty big hole in a lot of our buckets is like we might be getting 20 leads come into our inbox, but we're only getting five actual people through the front door. That's a hard process. Like what can we do to get them in the front door? Um, What does that process look like for you guys right now? How do you follow up with your leads to ensure that they actually come in into the facility? So I've I've just started over 
maybe the last 12 months after, you know, the pandemic sort of settled, um, anyone who makes an inquiry, I'll send them all the information that they're, they're after that they've asked for. And then the first session is free, basically. So if they want to come down, it's almost like a try before you buy. And I do exactly the same thing for a, a referral. So if a friend is bringing a friend, a, a current member is bringing brother, sister, whoever, uh, first session, always free, and then sort of take it from there. Okay. So you utilize that first session being free as a way to kind of entice people in. Um, so right now, like once you actually get somebody in the front door of the facility, who handles the majority of like the sales process? Is that you or do you have a front desk person? No, it's it's pretty much me. Uh, there's a team of trainers, but I would be uh, sales, marketing, reception. Okay. Um, and the, the other staff who, who work there, they're just operating their own businesses under my roof. Okay, kind of like a like a barbershop sort of model. They Exactly, they, exactly uh, the same as, you know, rent, renting the chair in, in a barbershop or a hair salon. Exactly like that. Okay. Um, do you foresee it staying like this way long term? Or would you rather put somebody else in that role so you can focus on other elements of the business? Uh, potentially tra trained up an apprentice, uh, the most recent one, and she's excellent. She's a qualified nutritionist. So that mm -hmm. could possibly be a little role that she slots into. Um, but long-term, I, I would envisage keeping it a very similar setup to what I've got now. Um, a nice addition would be if we could have a treatment therapist in there, so a physiotherapist or someone who offers sports massage uh, in-house, and that would most definitely be one of, uh, the rooms that was taken up in the extension space for sure. Yeah. Um, I like that idea. You know, the more um, services that we can provide under our facility, obviously that's more streams of revenue coming into our business, but also like the more value that we're providing to our clients, if it's kind of a one-stop shop, they can receive everything under our roof. Generally, you know, they're seeing their results. When people are seeing the results, they're going to stay longer. They're going to tell their friends more. And it's just kind of like a full circle um, thing for our business. Uh, so, you know, we kind of talked about what you're doing to find your clients when we talked about the sales piece. So kind of the last piece there would be uh, retention and keeping your members long-term. Is attrition something that you have a metric for that you track? It sounds like it might be because you said, you know, you're losing one per month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So uh, looking after current members and existing members is, is one of the most important things in, in business for me. Uh, one of uh, the things that I can't really stand is offers for new members only. And it's something that I would never run because I believe that I shouldn't offer a discount to try and entice someone in with the exception of that first session being free but people don't tend to get addicted to free. They do get addicted to reduced prices and discounts. And I've got some people who are pushing on 10 years now of being loyal members. So for somebody to just come forth and expect a discount or be offered a discount doesn't sit well with me um, ethically. Uh, and it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem fair really to the, the larger base of people who've been paying that, that price for many years uh, just to try and entice new people in. Yeah, I would agree with you. I don't believe that um, having a discount uh, or offering some sort of promotion is the way to get people in the front door because generally if we're offering like, hey, free month or something like that, those people are seeking like free. Um, and so those are not going to be the people that are going to generate, like going to be a long-term client for us typically. Um, so kind of next from here, I want to ask you from your perspective, what would you consider to be your kind of biggest business related bottleneck or challenge and what have you done or are you currently doing to kind of work on overcoming that? Well, the biggest one a few years ago was the size of the facility compared to the, the membership base. Um, and that was sorted out with the, the new building, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, I've created a bit of a bottleneck myself with the way I've laid the new place out. So I'm going to have a reshuffle of the gym floor. Um, I feel like I've lost the length of my unit and a, a long unit is, is, a, is very versatile. You know, if you create too much of a square, um, 
always favour, especially for circuit training and the type of classes that we take. I've put equipment in the way, basically. So I'm going to have a little reshuffle of that. And that's an actual physical bottleneck, obviously, as well. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, but that's about it, really, I think. Yeah, I mean, space is hard. Space is not something that, like, we can just click our fingers and eliminate that bottleneck. When we are, when we feel that we're running out of space, there's not much we can do other than, like, make some changes within or add on <laughs> to the facility. Um, and adding on to a fa the facility is not the most, you know, realistic thing at all times. Would you say that the business is in a position right now where, you know, when the option to add on, add space to the facility comes up, that that is something that you guys will be able to do without it causing any financial damage to the business? Um, that is a very good question. So potentially uh, the extension plan that we've got is a little bit more expensive than first anticipated. So it may be just a, a case of, sitting tight and holding on to that, re rearrange the floor, create that space that, that I killed, really. So we had a nice little reception area with a coffee table and whatnot, and I decided that I would put a pool table in there, which is now not get used at all and has killed that space. So that'll be disappearing and relay the floor. We've got a big strength training rig which I've sort of offset. And if it were, it was more central then the, you know, the unit would flow so much better. So that that's all getting moved by the end of the year. And then in terms of the extension, then that's going to be a case. I mean, there's a lot in play there. You know, you're talking about plans from a structural engineer, steel work, and then the cost of labor to have it built. So it'll be a big job. I'm not that far away from being able to have it done. Um, and I would definitely say then that that unit will be big enough to see out my working life for sure. That's that's great. Um, you know, you talked about kind of rearranging the space that you have now to kind of, you know, fit stuff for the meantime. Another thought that I had, you know, uh, would be, have you thought of any additional ways to kind of increase revenue within the business as it stands now so that you have more money flowing in that you can set aside for the expansion process absolutely yeah so it'd be a bit of a speculate to accumulate obviously but me training to become uh, a mountain leader or it's not a guide actually but you do guide people amount to the qualification would be mountain leader so some of the more challenging routes there's a big market for mm -hmm people who are looking for someone to show them the way and they're, they're worried about getting lost. Some of them will have a fear that it's a bit too dangerous for them. So they just want that sort of guiding light, if you like. And it's something that I pretty much do every other weekend uh, with friends and current clients. So it's a big avenue for me to explore for sure. Obviously yeah. I'd have to pay for the training and the assessment process, but that's yeah. most definitely one thing that I could do. Uh, I've also got, a nutrition plan that, that I've put together, which is a, an online PDF with me as a support package, if you like, via, well, similar to how we've connected to so, you know, emails and, and WhatsApp and whatever else, uh, a Facebook members group, that type of stuff. So there'll be money to be made there, I would say for sure. Yeah, I think that that is also a really good area of opportunity for you. Obviously, we are thinking about the idea of expansion that adds to our overhead. So the more that we can do to increase revenue within so that we can put that aside and, and worry about those um, pieces, um, the better you know for us. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. And, and the final thing that I want to do here is give you an opportunity to shout out your social media. Where can our listeners go if they're interested in following along on your journey? Okay, so um, I am pretty much prime health and fitness on most platforms, Facebook, Instagram, um, Snapchat, which I mostly use for friends now, but I am prime H&F. Uh, and if you want to find me on LinkedIn and connect more professionally, I'm Pete Howell, health and fitness specialist. 
Awesome. I'm very excited to go check it out. Thanks for being here today, Pete. And listeners, we thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We'll get in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.